everybody and welcome back. So glad you could join us for another daily devotional. Let's pray together before we begin. God, thanks for today and for this time. Uh, we thank you in advance for all that you're going to do in us um, as we dedicate ourselves to your word and to learning from you and attempting to uh, grow in our faith as we respond to you. Uh, we pray that you would speak personally to us today, um, speak in a way that um, challenges us, but does so grounded in your love for us, uh, that we might be encouraged and inspired uh, to change. We thank you uh, for this time, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So today is a bit of an interesting day because I'm actually not going to read any scripture Allowed. It's probably the only day during these uh, 40 days that we have together that I'm going to do this. And it's simply because the portion of the Exodus narrative that we're covering is just is too long. Um, so I'm going to summarize it here for us. But I would encourage you to read through it on your own, either by pressing pause now um, and reading Exodus chapter 7, starting in verse 14 through chapter 10, verse 29. Um, and of course, you can always do it after we finish our time together, too. Yesterday, we saw in the first part of chapter 5 through the first part of chapter 7, Moses and Aaron uh, beginning to face off with Pharaoh. Um, Pharaoh had denied their request to lead the Hebrew people into the wilderness um, to hold their festival of worship to God. And, and as is told in today's reading that stretches from the second half of chapter 7 all through the, all the way through the end of chapter 10, God brings nine plagues on Egypt through Moses and Aaron. And the coming of each plague follows a similar pattern. Everyone begins with God telling Pharaoh, the, the king of Egypt, to allow his people to stop their work and to worship him. Every time Pharaoh refuses to listen, and every time what follows is, is a plague, a sign from heaven that God really is who he says he is. Incredibly, every single time, Despite the miraculous evidence that God provides for who he is, Pharaoh's heart remains hardened and he refuses to relinquish his power over the Hebrew people. As I was re reflecting on these chapters, what became clear uh, to me anyway was the essential role that faith plays in experiencing God and being in a right relationship with him. Now, I know this may sound obvious to some of you, but let me say it in another way that um, may help us all understand what I'm driving at. It is impossible to know that God exists without faith. My sense is that this is uh, particularly relevant for us in America today. And if you're with us and you're not sure about what you believe in God and Jesus and what it could mean for you to follow him, I encourage you to pay special attention because I'm just going to be very real with you today about some things. 
I remember seeing an illustration one time that's stuck with me to this day, and I hope it will help with what I'm trying to say about faith. Um, it may not be quite as effective without the visual, but I'm going to do my best with this description. So here we go. Imagine that I'm standing in front of you with a brown paper sack like you would pack a child's lunch in for school. And I tell you, I was at an apple orchard this past weekend, and there is a red apple in this bag. Do you believe it? Now, some of you have great faith and you'd say yes. And of course, uh, some of you know me, so then you'd be sure that I, there was a red apple in that bag because I wouldn't tell you a lie, at least 99% of the time. Uh, but there are probably a large number of you who wouldn't believe or who would at least be very skeptical. You'd have my character to go on and the fact that nothing was sticking out of the bag, so the size was about right. But I mean, honestly, the whole idea of me having an apple for you from the orchard that I went to over the weekend, it's just so random, isn't it? There would be simply too many unknowns to believe. And now, what if I said the same thing to you about this red apple from the orchard being in the bag, but also shook the bag up and down a little bit? You could hear the crackle of the paper and see the bag tug a little when the so-called apple hit the bottom. More evidence that aligned with my claim, but still, it's still random, and some of you wouldn't believe uh, because you wouldn't be sure. Now, how about if I crumpled the bag and pressed it tight around the apple? Now you'd see the brown paper in the shape of a globe about the size of a baseball. This would be fairly convincing evidence, but still, you wouldn't know, and some of you would still be undecided. How about if I took the red apple from the orchard out of the bag and held it up? It was the size of an apple. It looked just like an apple. It was red. I know you're fairly uh, trusting people, so my bet is that at this point, most of you would be in. But there may still be a few skeptics, a few people that would be like, well, maybe it's fake. Maybe it's a really great looking imitation apple. Then what if I took a huge bite out of it? It crunched in my mouth. The, the inside was a, a very pale yellow, just like apples are on the inside. At this point, everybody's got to be in, right? Or maybe not. Because it is possible that I got the apple at an Aldi and not at an orchard. It's possible that I'm just offering a half-truth and you'll never be able to know because I went to the orchard alone and I left my phone at home uh, to get some peace and quiet while I was there. You can't know that my claim is all true. Even at the very end, when the evidence is overwhelming, you still need a little bit of faith to believe. In Pharaoh, Throughout these chapters in Exodus, we see a man who was given chance after chance to believe, strong piece of evidence after strong piece of evidence that the Lord wasn't just real, but that he was all powerful and worthy of submission and devotion. Yet he would not give in. He didn't believe that God really was who he claimed to be. Instead, the text tells us that his heart remained hard. 
In other words, I think he kept his faith in himself. Interestingly, he couldn't prove that he was better off fighting against God than submitting to him, but he lived like that was true. There are people who claim that if they saw miracles that the people in the Bible did, they would absolutely believe. No, they wouldn't. Well, if, if I was just one of Jesus' disciples and actually lived with him and saw him, it would be easy for me to follow him. Again, no, it wouldn't. In chapter 6 of John's gospel, we're told that Jesus had fed 5,000 men plus women and children with a small basket of fish and bread. The next day, people came to him and asked, what sign will you give that we may see it and believe you? In other words, show us the next miracle, the next piece of evidence, so that we can know that you are the Messiah. Jesus replied, you've seen me and still you don't believe. I think he was saying, look at my life. Everywhere I go, people are accepted and loved and healed and set free. What else do you want? John tells us later about one of Jesus' closest friends, Thomas, just after Jesus' resurrection. Like the other disciples, Thomas had given up everything to follow Jesus. And like so many of the other disciples at the time of his death, Thomas had been devastated that the Lord had been captured and crucified. The disciples had heard rumors that Jesus was alive again, but Thomas was a literal guy. He was a, he was a concrete thinker. He needed lots of evidence to believe. In John chapter 20, John writes that Jesus came to Thomas and said to him, Be at peace, Thomas. It's me. Put your, put your fingers in my hands and your hands in my sides. Feel my scars and believe in me. Thomas does believe and he's overjoyed. And then Jesus, interestingly, responds to his joy by saying, You have seen me and believed. That is great. But blessed are those who have not seen me and yet still believe. If you're a person who isn't sure about Jesus, I encourage you to consider this today. What do you need to be sure? How much more evidence will it take? I know from uh, personal experience that there are answers out there and I encourage you to look for them. And at the same time, I want to be clear that you will never know for sure. So be prepared that enjoying life with Jesus is going to take a leap or a step or at least a tiptoe of faith. And if you do consider yourself to be a follower of Jesus, I encourage you to think about what is what God is calling you to do right now in your life. In what way are you maybe feeling discouraged in that call because you're being distracted by the need to know how it's going to work out. And as you process that question and, and what God might be leading you to as an answer, what might you do to stay grounded in the reality that your journey is a journey of faith and that you can have faith in the one who gave his life for you? who freed you from sin, and who has gifted you the hope of eternal life. Let's pray. God, we thank you for 
the challenging truth and that the honest truth that your word reveals to us. Um, we confess that each of us uh, lack faith. We need your help. We need, um, we need you to give us faith, to partner with us in our little, little shreds of faith that we have uh, to be able to believe in you. And I thank you that you're a God of love, uh, a God that loves us so much that you're willing to meet us in our doubts and to give us the evidence that we long for. Um, and yet at the same time, we know that um, a, a supernatural being, an almighty, all-knowing, ever-present, eternal God isn't something or someone that we can fully get our minds around. And so, God, I ask that you would help us to believe, that you would show us where to take our next step of faith, maybe for some of us, for the first time, to believe in Jesus, uh, to confess, repent, and believe, and for others of us to uh, press on, to look at Jesus, to look at the cross and at the empty tomb, and to be encouraged that the one that we believe in will never fail us. We thank you for today and the opportunity to follow you, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.